Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Tyre Power. Think safety this February. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Bix, it's been a big day today, Tuesday the 27th of Feb. Uh, Sam Edmund on the mark, elephant in the room, lots of text messages. Welcome, thanks for listening. We are on 6 till 8.30, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on SENSA, 1629 on the app. A lot of people listen on the app, Bix. They do, and the podcast is really convenient. I'll give you an example. Please do. On Saturday, I drove back to Port Pirie. Two and a half hour drive? Maybe a tick more from where I live. My wife's just trying to ring me. Um, sorry, Tori. I'll get that in a second. Jeepers. Um, Three minutes after we go off air, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Must be something going on. Yeah. Um, and so I was driving back on a Saturday and I didn't catch Fireball Friday. So oh, yeah. I, I was able just to uh, jump on the SEN app and listen to Kane and Kingy. And it was a great show, actually. Lots of uh, interesting stuff there. Spoke to Alan Richardson about uh, what's going on at Melbourne. With Did um, Kane not have Port in his top eight? Mm, that's correct. Um, and some other bits and pieces. Anyway, what I'm saying is it's an easy way to consume. You might have missed something during the week. You might have been busy or doing something. You can just catch up. All right. I know you're in a hurry and that's okay. So let me just tell you one thing that happened to me last night that we didn't get time to discuss on here today. Okay. Homemade burgers last night. Mm, mm. Enjoy that part of the the schedule. I like to cook at home. I know you're not a keen, a big fan of doing that. Um, I'm sometimes cook. No, you're not. Um, so I normally put mild English mustard on my burger because mm-hmm. I think it's nice. I, I, it's kind of like your progression. You you start with a nice Grenache and you go to a bold Shiraz. You start with mild American mustard, mm. then you go into the mild English mustard. Um, mustard. <laughs> Last night I thought I'd be a hero and I went to the supermarket to buy some supplies and I bought hot English mustard. Mm. How'd it go? I put it on the burger thinking that I'm not going to really taste the hit. I thought it'd be a mild progression. I had one bite of the burger. I coughed for 10 minutes. Really? Yep. I've... I've never experienced what I experienced with hot English mustard last night. It was horrendous. Have you had it? No. I, I, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, you know, Dan DeMaria. Dan DeMaria. Never heard of him. Uh, no, well, I have. Yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. is uh, a marketer and uh, he's got his own marketing company and he is um, uh, doing some marketing for an American company. I'm not sure how this come about, but it's an American mustard company. Right. And it, 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 Actually, pictures that it's the hottest mustard going around, and guess what it's called? Hot mustard. Ring burner. <laughs> oh, oh Trav loved it. <laughs> so yeah, so I like we've had a barbecue around his house. Did Here, you try it? No, no, I don't need that. Does he have the ring burner? Yeah, he has it on his on uh, on his burger. Uh, yeah. I, I think mustard is one of those things like wasabi. It gives you an instant hit and you know it's going to go away. You know how chili lingers? Mustard mm. doesn't linger, but my goodness, it in me. Can you bring some ring burner in here? I'll try and get it. Maybe a we'll try it on the air. Maybe. Would you have a spoonful of ring burner Not on the air? A spoonful, maybe. Why? My mum used to threaten me and say, I'm going to put mustard on your tongue. And I've been building up for 40 years to eventually <laughs> I'll go try it now. Huh? Get some try ring- it now. I love it. Get some ring burner on your tongue. Enjoy the podcast. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 
Two minutes past six. Good morning. We are in studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We're also powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. On this Tuesday, the 27th of Feb, Mark Bickley, good morning to you. It's only every four years, I can say, only two days left of February. Tomorrow, the next day, it's a leap year. It Hello. Is. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone that's tuning in. That's right. Um, Feb 29th coming up. What about it's people having birthdays on Feb 29th? Yeah. Makes it a special birthday. Once every four years, you have your birthday and your actual birthday. They're a lot younger than everyone else, which is good. Hmm. The, here's a question for you. If you were born on Feb 29th, mm. would you celebrate, you know, in a non-leap year, would you celebrate your birthday on the 28th or the 1st of March? It's a good question. Whatever's closest to the weekend, I reckon. No, no. What if you had to pick one? Um, I would celebrate on the 1st of March. Mm. You? I think I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I don't know why. I just picked one. My <laughs> you just re- told me to pick my one. My reasoning would be you were born the day after the 28th. Oh, yeah. Fair call. Mm. Birthdays are weird though, aren't they? logic brain. Everyone goes up and say, happy birthday. Well done. Shouldn't you be like congratulating the parents? Because you had nothing to do with it. Well done, mate. You were born. Good job. You did nothing. It's an anniversary, effectively. Yeah. Of um, your entry. Or exit. (laughs) Exit from the womb, entry into the world. Um, It's uh, (laughs) been an interesting couple of days. We're going to cover everything, as you know. Everyone's talking about Sam Palpepper, Adelaide United, all that kind of stuff. But this is the first time Bix and I get to see one another for a few days. Um, Yesterday was interesting, Mark. My daughter, who's seven years of age, Rain, and if you're not familiar with some of Rain's best work, here she is. Mark, you loser. She had a pupil free day yesterday. Why do they have pupil free days? It was like an off-site for teachers or something. Yeah, like um, PD, personal development for the teachers or something like that, maybe. Well, we decided, my wife and I, to take Rain and my youngest daughter, Aspen, mm-hmm. to the zoo the zoo. We love the zoo. We haven't been to the Adelaide Zoo for a very long time and um, really good present from my father-in-law over Christmas. Got us all the memberships. So you can go whenever you oh, want. Oh, it's amazing. And Monado as well. Yeah. It's awesome. So we rocked up. We forgot the kids' membership, so they had to wait outside for most of the day. <laughs> um, but eventually when we got in, first of all, um, I reckon we take a lot of things for granted here in Adelaide and our zoo is first class. Mm. It's incredible. Spent a lot of money on it. In the last decade. Yeah. Um, one of the pandas was out, so the kids love that. But just you, you walk around, three giraffes? I thought there were only two giraffes. Mm. Um, the most confronting moment, though, there was just absolute silence. We, we tried to go first thing in the morning, so it was pretty warm yesterday, 29 degrees or whatever. Um, today's going to be hotter, probably like 36. It is 36 today, minimum 21. Um, and then there was pure silence and... We thought this is really peaceful. This is wonderful. Until we heard this. The, the gibbons started just fighting one another and there was just a full-on noise fest where we thought everything was peaceful. And then... Quite confronting noises. Mm. I love the orangutans. Oh, yeah? They're fun. They seem a bit more playful. Um, and also the the, uh, the tigers they've got in the zoo. 
when if you can get there around feeding time and they they get a bit sort of frisky and they you know want their food and they're prowling and frisky well they're up and about and sort of you know you can go there for the other 23 hours of the day that's they're right just, they're lying in the one spot yes they don't move yep that's how they roll uh but when they feed they get up and they're prowling and then they sometimes they roar and it's it's a just a deep sort of guttural sound you sort of you hear it on the TV, but it, it, when you sort of stand next to it, it's pretty uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So we're standing at the zoo thinking this is awesome and then thinking, well, in 24 hours, there's going to be another sort of zoo just over the road at Adelaide Oval because 60,000 people are going to cram <laughs> into Adelaide Oval tonight to watch pink on trapeze, kind of like the orangutans. And um, yeah. this is going to be awesome for Adelaide. Everyone's talking about Taylor Swift, right? And this is all over social media. We've fallen in love with Taylor Swift. We've been swept up with Swifty fever, and it's taken a bit of gloss off the fact that Pink is in Adelaide tonight. She hasn't turned away at South Australia, and she says, no, I owe it to the people of Adelaide. I owe it to Damien Hoff and the ground staff there to go and put on a show. Mm. And so every time she's been to Australia, she has come to Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So I take my hat off to Pink, probably out sort of running or walking or exercising right now. She might actually walk past Studio Lumo. She Imagine that. Mm. And we'll give her the thumbs up. Yeah, and some Cobram Estate olive oil <laughs> in, in the cupboard here. And we'll say, Pink, can you just come and speak into the microphone and say, thanks to Tire Power, get your free five-minute safety check. But also, Tones and I is the uh, is the undercard. Support act. Support act. Undercard. <laughs> well, that's, isn't that what it's called? No, it's called a support act. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not a wrestling match. <laughs> well, anyway, she's the... Wait, there's Pink. I oh, know it's not. It's just a construction worker. Gave us a thumbs up anyway. But that, like, Tony and I is cool. Like, yeah. So, you, great value anyway. Get along. Enjoy the night. Two great artists. You had a fun fact today, and I, I almost think it's worthy of this, Mark Bickley. I'm a stat man. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us? On this day, talking about Taylor Swift and Pink, all these years ago, um, ABBA arrived in Australia on this day. You're kidding. Money, money, money. Must be funny. In the rich man. Bizarre. This is also name a song to describe Mark Bickley. ABBA. 1976. Hmm. Anyway, where did they play? Do you know off the top of your head? Were they at Adelaide Oval? I'm not sure. Okay, oh, let me give me a couple of minutes. I'll yeah, you out. have a look at that. So um, this got me thinking. We've put it on our um, Twitter or our X today, Bix. Um, I'll be honest with you. Watching this whole Taylor Swift thing over the weekend and on social media, everybody who's gone to Taylor Swift has come back and said, "Best concert I have ever seen." Now this is ranging from five-year-old girls to 50-year-old blokes. Everybody has just loved the whole experience. And I've got FOMO, and I'm I'm asking on our Twitter today, um, what's one event you could have gone to but didn't now regret it? So potentially we could have made the decision to go to Taylor Swift. It's a heavy yeah. investment and all that mm. stuff, and I regret not going because mm. of the whole experience because we don't know whether we're going to have something like that Again, is there anything that you could have gone to and didn't and, and now probably have a few regrets? Um, probably like Bruce Springsteen, mm. I reckon, when he was in Australia, would have liked to have gone and seen him. Pretty amazing artist. What about you? Taylor Swift, definitely. 
Um, I've got a lot of friends who are Melbourne supporters mm. that through that COVID year had an opportunity to go to Optus Stadium to watch their team win a grand final and they didn't. So they now, especially with what's going on at the D's, they have a lot of regret. So I think a lot of sports fans who probably turned away in an opportunity to see their team play in a grand final and then if the team went along and won a grand final, mm. um, there would be some regret. Music, definitely. And I think because we live in such a social media world, you're watching it through the eyes of everybody else, but you know how good it would be. So I think, I'm, as I've said to you, I'm, I'm working at the Pink concert tonight. I'm just saying two things into the microphone, but I'm going to be glad to go there because mm. of the show. Is that a humble brag? Oh, by the way, everyone, I'm uh, I'm working. I got to work tonight at the yeah, the Pink concert. So funny! I said to my daughter, "Yeah, I'm I'm emceeing the Pink concert." My daughter though, she wanted to come with me, Rain, mm. and mm. I said, "No, I can't. Uh, Dad's working." So she wrote a um a letter to Pink. Dear Pink, I'm so sorry I couldn't come to your concert. I really like your song, "Never Gonna Dance Again" or "Never Gonna Not Dance Again." Love from your friend. Oh, sorry, love from your BFF, Rain. And look, there's a photo of oh, Rain dancing. in pink. Hmm. There you go. So I said I would give that to pink, that letter. Yeah. Well, it's a lie. <laughs> it's going to be 36 <laughs> where do, where degrees. Where you get offline to your children? Right? <laughs> We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy. If she runs past Studio Lumo, I've got to give her the letter. Yeah, chase her. We're chatting to Sam Edmund this morning. We're also going to have a chat about what our moment of the weekend was next. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, 0427-154-166. Good morning. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 17 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. We're powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Before we get into our moment of the weekend, we make a difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Uh, expenses. Bix Sports Update. Fair bit going on in the world of sport at the moment. What do you got for yes, us? Yes, let's have a look at some cricket. Basball is in tatters following India's five-wicket victory against England in the fourth test in Ranchi. Shubman Gill, 52 not out, and uh, Jarrell, 39 not out, combined in an unbroken stand of 72 for the sixth wicket to clinch India's victory on the penultimate day of the contest. This is England's first series defeat under captain Ben Stokes and head coach Brendan McCullum. So um, I'll tell you what, they took three really quick wickets and uh, and it looked like they may create an upset. But in the end, as we just heard, Gill and Jarrell just we were able to steady the ship. And Let's have a listen to their win. Hartley round the wicket. It's leg side-ish. Jarrell turns it through square leg. Bessa will go after it. They turn after taking one. Come back for the second. And India win the fourth test match of the series by five wickets. Some of the media coming out after that was quite humorous. Basball is dead. That's what people are saying straight away. <laughs> Fine with that. Um, Wolves, we start on cricket. Uh, Saka is on the hunt for a new general manager with Tim Nielsen standing down from the role he has held for nearly a decade. The Redbacks' woeful shield season was enough for Nielsen and the Saka to agree to part ways. Both Nielsen and Saka president Will Rayner fronted reporters yesterday to explain the decision. But clearly we haven't had all the on-field success that we would have liked and that's why we got to this announcement here today. They've got to get out there and play well. They've got to play better and that's what we're asking of them and, and 
maybe, maybe um, that someone different in this chair will have the spark that maybe creates that. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I think it was inevitable that there was going to be change throughout the system. I don't think the Redbacks would be happy or the Sacker board with um, what the previous years have looked like. And they've made changes to coaching. They've made lots of different changes. So uh, eventually the spotlight was, was going to shift. And, and I guess to uh, Tim Nielsen's credit, it, you know, it's a mutually agreed. He, he understood that in the game of uh, elite sport. If you don't get it right and you've had a fair crack at it, you just you move aside and let someone else have a go. We will talk more about this with Elephant in the Room after 7 o'clock this morning. Hey, this is our moment. Every single snap, everything you've got for the guy beside you, and we're going to find a way to get away. We make a difference helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Bix, uh, moments of the weekend. You know what I did on Saturday night? I got home from Cooper Stadium after crying. I actually felt like crying at the final whistle on Saturday night at Cooper Stadium. Um, Adelaide United, which we'll also talk about. Um, And I flicked it onto KO and I watched the wrestling. The wrestling. Over in Western Australia because a South Aussie... Rhea Ripley, she's a winner. Riptide! You gotta be kidding me! A Riptide! Rhea Ripley returns the title! So she won her main event challenge in the Elimination Chamber. Listen to the crowd. Mate, 50,000 people there at Optus Stadium to watch that. And it was fascinating because you've seen the way that uh, the wrestling ring looks. Everyone's just watching it on the screen because no one can see what's going on. Imagine having like a a tiny little cube in the middle of Adelaide Oval. You're watching it Mm. on the screen. So congratulations. So she's she's number one in the world now and she's a South Aussie. Are you a big wrestling fan? No. But I loved watching it. And then you go, yeah, she's um, she's South Australian. She's one of us. What's the appeal? Like, why wouldn't... The theatre. Logan Paul... Was in Australia. Mm. He was part of it. But if, if let's say, Home and Away were doing a live sort of creating a you know a live show at Optus Stadium, would would fifty thousand people go? It's the same theatre. Yeah, but Bix, and I mean <laughs> this in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Um, you have as much creativity as I have hair. None. Well, I'm just saying, like. I, don't, I just don't. I don't get the appeal. Like we know what's going to happen, and um, no. Do you know what's going to happen? Did you know that she was going to win? Well, fair, isn't there normally a you know a good character and a bad character? Mate, this is a beauty of it. You've just come out and said you've just come off the top turnbuckle wrestling style <laughs> and said I know what's going to happen, but you well, don't. Well, they're amazing. Like because one of them gets almost knocked out, and then. The other one sort of gloats a bit, turns, yeah. turns their back and they're doing something with the crowd and the other guy gets up and everyone's yelling out, behind you, look out! And then yes. they get hit when they're not... Like, surely, if that happened once in wrestling, that'd never happen again. That They would turn around and not take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wrestling fans, you're going to take Mark Bickley, 0427 154 Can I just say, I know I'm putting my career on, no, I like in, it. in jeopardy here because we know Hutchie is a massive Oh, yeah, okay, fan. so Mark Bickley won't be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> We're back after this on SCNSA. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 
27 minutes past six. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. If you are listening in Adelaide and heading to the Pink Concert tonight, it's going to be 36 degrees. So start hydrating now and take care. It's going to be chaos around Adelaide Oval. Um, Bix, after the news, we are going to get your take on the Sam Palpepper incident from Friday night's summer showdown. At Alberton, uh, did you want a sporting fun fact? I want to see w- what your NBA knowledge is like here because I've just learned mm-hmm. something that I didn't know about the NBA. Well, there's a fair chance that I'm not going to know it. No, I think you will. Okay. So there's two teams based in Los Angeles. Those yep. two teams are? The LA Lakers mm-hmm. and the uh, the Warriors, Golden State Warriors. LA Clippers. Um <laughs> Clipper, the Clippers. The Clippers. Okay. We're so, in Golden State. Uh, they're in San Francisco. Oh, Still, enough. California. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the <laughs> Lakers and the Clippers were yeah. like co-tenants of Staples Center. Yep. So then one would play and the other would play. Now, the Clippers are moving to a new venue in 2425. Mm. And their logo has just been announced. They're, they've changed their logo. Yep. And they've changed their jerseys. What is a Clipper? Do you know? A Pelican? No, no, I didn't know this, and I've just found this out. They've been in the NBA for as long as I can remember. It's a ship? The Clipper is a ship. Mm. So it's a naval vessel that dot the coast off San Diego, so the team's original California home. So their new logo, the LA Clippers, has something boating-related. Mm. That was good. Excellent. I love it. Didn't start very well, but we got there eventually. <laughs> so Fun fact. The two teams based in LA are the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. No, that's no, that's incorrect. Um, look, we've got plenty still to come on the show. We've got to chuck a South Australian team on the scrap heap, and there's plenty to choose from. So stick around for that. <laughs> and next, we'll be all across Sam Powell Pepper. 36 degrees today. It's SENSA. Thanks to Ty Power. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au 27 minutes to 7. Good morning to you. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a massive thanks to Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachment to warm one today. 36 degrees. Tomorrow's pretty much the same, Bix, and then it gets a little bit cooler. So this might be our last blast of hot weather as we farewell summer here in Adelaide. Our text line is 0427154166. We are asking what is one major event. It could be sport. It could be music. It could be the arts, the fringes here that you Mm. could have gone to and you didn't, but you now regret. And we've had a bit of feedback in regards to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. It said the, uh, the Adelaide Clippers ship is docked down at the port. Thanks for that, Dracos. That's true. Now, Dracos, I don't know if you've won a Signet Boost power bank before. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24 seven. Mine is coming in very handy. I dropped it on the weekend, so I would like another one. But, um, Dracos, you can win that. We didn't give it any away last week. Mm. So text in the show, you got a chance to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. Now, I should have known this about the Clippers because my wife's grandfather, he used to run Clippers between Adelaide and Kangaroo Island. Really? Yeah, he had a sailing history. I think he owned the one and all at one stage as well, or the Faley or one of those you know, famous South Australian ships at some stage. Mm. Oh, I actually did a bit of a deep dive on the weekend into sporting rebrands because I find that um, they, they're quite risky when you change a logo. I mean, the Adelaide football club is almost probably at a rebrand time. Port Adelaide changed their logo a couple of years ago. Um, 
you change your color scheme, you change your name. Like in the NBA, the Washington Wizards were formerly known as the Bullets. We know that in baseball, a few teams have changed their names. The Washington Capitals have had a rebrand yeah. going from the Redskins. Yeah. So that that's a big shift when it comes to merchandise and marketing. Mm. We, we saw that the, um, the Tasmanian team sent out their foundation membership packages last week with the branding of the Devils attached to it. But... We don't even know that if they're going to have a team. So that then will become money can't buy stuff. Exactly. Um, let us know your thoughts. 0427 I already spoke about my moment from the weekend, and that was Rhea Ripley over in WA. Um, there are a few questions, and there was a, someone holding up a sign at the wrestling saying this would have been better in Sydney. I don't know whether um, it would have been in Sydney if Taylor Swift wasn't there. I don't know. WA crowd turned up, though. They're a bit different, the WA crowd. Well, anyway, as long as they support her at 50,000 people, it's good because they clearly like wrestling more than they like test cricket. Oh, jeepers. Well, they only had 13,000. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> unbelievable. That's good from you. What was your moment from the weekend? Well, it's hard not to <clears throat> to go past the, the Sam Powell Pepper incident. So whilst it's not a highlight, it's, it's it was the biggest talking point. Every person I saw across the weekend was saying, oh, what do you think about Sam Pepper? What do you think, Sam Pepper? What do you think is going to happen? So I thought it's worth just looking at and trying to uh, unpack it a little bit. So he's been referred directly to the the tribunal. So that that's a minimum of three weeks um, generally. And he can argue his case. And I'm sure he'll be arguing that, that um, uh, Rioli was swinging uh, Mark Keane around and that that sort of uh, – created sort of a, something that he wasn't sort of seeing and and, um, and and it helped sort of with the impact. But my question is, <clears throat> firstly, I'm not, I'm not um, saying Sam Powell Pepper's a thug or, you know, or what he did was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, you know, a, a bad act. It, it is a, it's one of these things in football, particularly a player like Sam Powell Pepper. It's the way he plays. Now, he... He, like many players in the AFL, he plays right on the edge. And there are a number of players in every team that, that have to play on the edge, that are super competitors, that, that bring something to their team. So, so Sam Powell Pepper, he is going to walk a fine line as, as the rules continually sort of come back in terms of trying to take a lot of this sort of uh, heavy contact out of football. He is going to have to be very careful, but but he can't change his game a whole lot because that is his game. And I went through a whole list of players. These are some of the really good players in the competition. Braden Maynard, Jordan Degoe, Cozzy Pickett, uh, Dwayne Zorko, Toby Green, Nat Fife, James Sicily, Patrick Cripps. They're all super competitive players. And at different stages, sometimes that super competitiveness has just taken them over the line. So Sam Powell Pepper is in that group of players where he brings energy and he brings physicality, but he just has to temper some of that because on the weekend, he didn't need to do what he did because Willie Rioli had Mark Keane and had wrapped him up. So him coming into the contest was unnecessary. The most likely outcome was the ball was probably going to spill free. And if Sam Powell Pepper is standing alongside Willie Rioli, he's not going to win the ball. He would have been better stopping, seeing where the ball was going to fall out. And if it does fall out, he's in a position to contest the footy if it's on the ground, as opposed to being the second man into a one-on-one contest when his man already had the situation under control. So do you think it was unnecessary what he did? 
I think he made the wrong decision by trying to put himself in the, into that physical contest. His player already had, he, sorry, his teammate already had Mark Keane wrapped up. And so from a pure coaching point of view, once you've you got to trust your teammate's going to stick that tackle. And even if you didn't think that, well, maybe he hasn't got a great grip on him here, you're not coming in to bump him. You're waiting to see if Keane breaks free. Then you tackle Mark Keane. You don't actually bump him. So like I said, that, that, but that's a split-second decision, and he made the wrong one. But I'm pretty sure Ken Hinckley will say, look, have a look at that. See, you know, talk about the things we just discussed around. Do you really need to be coming in at 100 miles an hour at that contest when our man's already got him wrapped up? But at the same time, I don't want you to overcorrect and not be the aggressive player that you are. So, so if I use a crystal ball, I think in the next seven or eight years that Sam Powell Pepper plays, he is probably going to miss one or two games either every year or every second year because he'll get something slightly wrong and he skates very close to the edge, like a lot of players do. Gone to the days where the players that get reported are just thugs uh, and whack blokes. Now, it's sometimes it's if you live on the edge, you are going to get reported. And think of Luke Hodge. Think of Buddy Franklin's. Think of some of the, the great players that have played that the reason it made them great is they are super competitive, super aggressive, and they do live on the edge. Let's have a listen to what Nathan Buckley said. It looks clumsy. Yes, there's a tackle with Rioli who sort of brings Keane around into Powell Pepper's um, path. I don't know what Kingy means by a severe penalty. I think this was this was a little bit a little bit careless, but I I didn't see a real intent um, as he as he approached the contest. And I think he's wrong place, wrong time. I, I think there were there were options for him on the lead, on the way that he approached the contest. That's Nathan Buckley. Here's Jared Waitley. I feel like last year where we left off, this is just straight up and down three, and wouldn't be wouldn't even go to the tribunal. I'll be surprised if this doesn't get graded as the three plus and go to the tribunal with the AFL asking for a four week suspension, because I think they will raise the floor. There's two people who saw the incident. And funnily enough, the forward coach of Port Adelaide, Chad Corns, didn't see the incident. We've been really big on coaching that all summer. Um, we've got a huge focus on how we attack the, the ball and the body to try and limit some of the free kicks we gave away last, last year. And, and that falls into that category. So, yeah, we know the way Pep plays. Um, you know, he's hard and tough, but like I said, I can't comment on the actual contact because I didn't see it. I think you should have just stopped it. You know, I can't contact. I, I can't comment on the contact because you're a coach. What do you mean you didn't see it? <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Just stop right there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he saw it. Everyone saw it. He just, unless he's gone full Amish and doesn't look at his phone ever. <laughs> To see a replay or anything? Maybe, that was straight after the game, though. Give him a little bit of leeway. Maybe he said, maybe he was <laughs> saying, I haven't seen it in slow motion. I haven't seen it in great detail. But, yeah, probably just, I haven't seen it. He must have been, well, maybe he had his head in the stat sheet or something. Just. There was an incident last year, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Bix. I know you will anyway. I don't have to ask you to. Um, <laughs> um, was it Dan Butler who had an incident last year? And he came out and said, if I didn't go in hard for the ball, I probably would have been dropped or my position would have been in jeopardy. And I, I really like that he said that because I think that was part of his defense. Mm. Um, 
I run that now by every incident, and I look at Sam Palpepper, and I think if he didn't do that, would his position be in doubt? Probably not. No, you would, you would not even notice because his player is being oh, – sorry, Mark Keane's being tackled by Willie Rioli. So part of your job is, okay, my man – my teammate has got him wrapped up. If Keane gets his arms free, what's he most likely to do? Mm. He's most likely to try and handball to another Adelaide player. So Sam Powell-Pepper could argue, or, or the coaching staff at Port Adelaide could be saying, cover the receivers. Don't let him get his arms free and handball to a bloke out on his own. So if you come in and try and bump, but you get there a second late and he's already handballed, he's handballing to your man, and your man's running away, kicking the ball into the forward 50. So it's nuanced, though. It's, it's, you got, you're making split decisions. And just like you make a poor decision to kick the ball to a bloke who's got a 50-50 when you've got someone else on their own, that's a poor decision. You didn't quite sum it up quick enough. Exactly the same thing. You had a millisecond to make a decision. You didn't sum it up well enough. You got it wrong, except this time it's got consequences. We are in studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, massive thanks to Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. The other bizarre thing about this whole incident is that Friday night, Port Adelaide play Fremantle and Sam Power Pepper might be able to play. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know. I've got this sneaking suspicion that if he gets four matches, the AFL will then say, well, this game here counts in the four. The the preseason game counts as part of the four? I don't know. I, I think that it, it could be. There is a clause that... Is that just a cheeky way of saying you've got three, though? Well, it, it, it guarantees... or well, not guarantees them. It allows them, if something happens like this later in the season and they want to give them four... Well, we've got precedent, mm. but it's also by allowing him to use it this week, it's it's giving him a little bit of leeway around the rules are changing here. You know, like Jared said, uh, what was three last year is now four now. Knowing what we know about concussion, knowing that a player, Mark Keane's career could be at jeopardy because you get a really bad concussion. Um, knowing that uh, players are so much more hypersensitive about it now, like we are going to ramp this up a little bit. Um, a text has just come through, 0427-154-166. We're asking the question, what big event did you have the opportunity to go to, sport or music or anything, um, and you didn't, and now you regret it? This is a great text from Chris. Morning, guys. I missed the, the, the final day of the 95-96 Shield final due to a uni lecture. I never thought I'd still be waiting. 30 years later in a six-team comp to see us win the Shield. Thank you, Chris. That's good. That's a front-runner at the moment. I mean, it's depressing, but it's a front-runner. Mm. What about um, people that didn't race down to watch Hooksy make a ton off 36 mm. balls or 42 balls? I've got a very good Twitter poll for you tomorrow. I'm just holding on to it, Okay, but it's a good one. I mean, today's good, but we like to kind of build up during the week, don't we? Um, we're full of positivity. Next, though, we need to get quite negative and put someone on the scrap heap. Paramount Browns, the scrap metal people, and Bix, I feel that you're going to mm. unleash. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not unleash, but it's it's more lament. Alas, on the scrap heap, we shouldn't. We're not surprised. That's the, that's the worst part. I don't want to talk about it, so I'll just turn my microphone off. Hand it over to you. It's 14 minutes to seven. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au Eight minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. Elephant in the room at 
7 o'clock. Morning. Oh, when's today, Bix? Why aren't there any elephants at the Adelaide Zoo? Do you know that? Yeah, not big enough. Oh, really? Well, they had, there was quite famously an elephant, one elephant in there, and the enclosure was quite small. Yeah. And he got into this sort of rocking motion where he'd take one step forward or one or two steps forward, one or two steps back, and just almost like hypnotic, like just so bored. So I think it was probably a wise move to give, give, put him out on the on the range. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Um, the Sumatran tiger. Mm. Oh, hold on, I'll just do this. I'm a stat man. I'm a stat. Four hundred left in the wild. Four hundred. Four hundred. Isn't that ridiculous? That's so less than Boomer Harvey games played in the AFL. Oh, no, so that's why they're at zoos all around the world because they they got to make sure they they keep them alive and they keep reproducing. The zoo's incredible. We've got a great zoo here in Adelaide, so go and check it out. Um, Bix, we are here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Before we chuck someone or something onto the scrap heap, zero four two seven one five four one double six. A few text messages coming through. You've just given your two cents in regards to Sam Powell Pepper. Yeah, Romeo has sent this one. It says, on the Sam Powell Pepper matter, why, why uh, am I, don't get why, I'm not sure, there's a few spelling errors there. This incident needs to raise the floor. Why didn't we know last year about head-high bumps that we know now? The AFL knows about the impact of concussion, the looming class action Tragic death of past players, the retirement of Brayshaw. Why is SPP going to be adjudged against a different set of rules than, say, Maynard? This is a case of building the plane as you fly. Well, I think uh, there's a couple of things. That's a good saying as well from Romeo. I like that saying. Building the plane as you fly. Yeah, I've never heard that. No, neither have I. It's a good one. Um, I think everyone has been shocked that um, Angus Brayshaw, after feeling really good, after having this is after being knocked out um, in the was it prelim final last year or one of the finals last year by um, the first it was a qualifying final qualifying, yeah yep. by Maynard had a scan a couple of weeks after brain looked okay he's been feeling great just wanted to get the tick off again had another scan and there'd been deterioration in his brain over the last two months visible deterioration now that is scary and I think that shocked a lot of people including myself, I would have thought if it, if it was going to show up, it would have showed up in the, in the couple of weeks afterwards. Um, so I, I think uh, I once had a, this is a couple of years ago now, but I had a concussion expert say to me once when we did an interview, if we had a clock on concussion, it'd be one minute past midnight. That's how much we know about concussion. Now it's probably about one o'clock in the morning right now, but there is so much still mm that we do not know about it and there's so much still to be done. And I think the penny is slowly dropping with players and with administrators uh, and everyone. And so we've got new protocols around amateur league footy, junior footy around 21 days now, um, post-symptoms. So we are, we are rewriting about how we treat concussion and, and how we have to adjudge uh, serious head knocks.
Costa says the AFL confirmed yesterday suspensions are only served in the home and away season. And Michael says morning they had the opportunity to set the tone last year with Maynard, but didn't typical AFL to make an example with an SA-based player. And as we know, it wouldn't be an AFL issue if we didn't say, oh, Victoria hates us. <laughs> it's the VFL. <laughs> Thank you for your text, Michael. Um, all right, Bix, what are we putting on the scrap heap? If you've got scrap, Paramount Browns, the scrap metal people located at Jeps Cross and Mount Barker. I'm turning my mic off. Over to you, my friend. Well, I'm not putting this team on the scrap heap. I think for this year anyway, they're, they're already there because, unfortunately, Adelaide United, they've had one win from their last nine games. They now find themselves eight points out of the top six. So season's done, cooked, over. And they've been listless. They've been at times non-competitive. And I'm not having a crack at Carl Viet because you can see he's at his wits end. He's trying everything. And I know there are, there are different reasons for it, but they are just not playing with the energy, the enthusiasm, the excitement that we saw early in the season. So yes, they've got lots of young players and they've got inexperienced players, but you can still bring energy and excitement. And I think that's why... Carl is scratching his head at the moment. He's not even getting that. Mm. You're a you're a. Uh, I was there. A big fan. You'd never miss a game. Yeah. What What do you make of it? Is that unfair? What I've just said. No, it's not unfair. It's a a really challenging time for Adelaide United because of the success of the business, um, and that's not an excuse. It shouldn't be an excuse because the Central Coast Mariners had a really good year for their business, and they won the championship last year. They lost three of their best players, and they're sitting second on the table. So for Adelaide, it was strange on Saturday. It was frustrating. Um, I also heard a few people say at the game, um, Craig would have saved us here. The, the absence of Craig Goodwin is so noticeable. The best player in the competition not being there. But ultimately, um, I, I feel that the, the young kids who are playing are doing their absolute best, but we lack experience. And Adelaide United over the next couple of seasons are going to lose experience. Javi Lopez isn't contracted. Isai is. This is the last year of his contract. So there's there's going to be mass change at Adelaide United, you would think. And they need experience. They need calm heads. The, the game on the weekend, Western Sydney, there's a player by the name of Brandon Brello, who's a South Australian who plays for the Socceroos. Yep. Um, his experience was just so evident and yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's disappointing. The other thing I'll say, I understand banter. Um, James Delianov has been pushed into that number one position in the absence of Joe Gauci, and he was recruited as a number one keeper. Some of the fans and how they were having a go at James to the point of booing, mm. um, I think is really, really poor. And... I, the thing I love about our Adelaide United fans is that they're loyal, they're passionate, they're really positive. But when it turns and they, they turn really negative towards the players, I don't, I don't rate that at all. No. Support. That's why you're called supporters. Mm. Question, yes, but support. It's tough. So mm. the good news is... Adelaide United this weekend travel to Wellington to play the top team yeah, that'd be, that'd be in the cake tin. Windy Wellington. That'd be really good. So thanks for bringing it up, Bix, just as I was starting to um, move on from that. So, oh, elephant in the room. It saved us. We'll get to it next.
Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Two minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast on this Tuesday, 27th of Feb. Going to be 36 degrees today. Stay hydrated, please. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Our text line is going off. 0427-154-166. Now, Chris, I have received your text message. Trust me, what you have suggested that we haven't spoken about, it has its own segment. So do not go anywhere in the next few moments. We are going to cover exactly what you have messaged us about. Um, Bix, we had a text about Robbo's Top 50. We'll get to in a moment. And I like this one. This is from Daniel. Elephant in the room. Oh, you deserve to get this as well. If the button worked. Oh, hold on. This is from Daniel. The Alban and Precinct redevelopment. Actually, you know you know what, Bix, you can read it out because I like hearing you talk positively about Port Adelaide. Sure. The Alban and Precinct redevelopment is pretty good. Now, <laughs> no, it says it's elite. Now has the best lights in the sample. Too bad they have no night games in 2024. First night game could be Port Adelaide Reserves versus Sandringham Zebras. It was zebras in 2025. Why aren't there any zebras at the Adelaide Zoo? You sure there's not? Well, I was I there think, yesterday. I think they're mainly at Monato where they're oh. sort of... More space. Yeah. There were penguins space. there yesterday. Yeah, no good at Monato for the penguins. Hmm. What animal would you like at the Adelaide Zoo? Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Elephant in the room on SENSA Breakfast. It just did me. But it feels like an elephant shaking his big All right, so this, Mark Bickley, is where we, we talk about the awkward stuff. I yep. mean, it's all well and good to say, here's what's making sport, here's what's making entertainment in Adelaide. But ultimately, we're not here just to do that. You are here for your strong opinion. You get off the fence. You say stuff. Okay. What do you got for me? Um, Sam Palpepper, mm-hmm. I needed to ask you about the incident which you've covered. Yep. But only a few weeks ago, he was elevated into the leadership group mm. for Port Adelaide. Now, he's going to be suspended for what we believe is a minimum three weeks yep. for an incident in a trial match against Adelaide. Doesn't matter who you're playing against, but this was Friday night. Um, so is now his leadership and his aggressive style put under the microscope for the rest of the year? Oh, I think when you sort of move into that leadership space, everything is intensified. So when you play well, if Connor Rosie plays really well this year, people will say, oh boy, how good a leader is he? You know, he leads from the front. A bit like Jordan Dawson the last couple of years. Hasn't that sat well with him and, and it all sort of, gets heightened. The flip side of that is like Stephen Canelio a couple of years ago where you get the leadership and all of a sudden it doesn't go that well. You don't play very well. You find yourself out of the team. It, it, everything's intensified again. It becomes a, a new story. So if you have an incident where you know, Sam Palpeber is now going to be sitting on the sidelines for a couple of weeks. Now, I think most people, like I just said, they'll wear that. But this is going to put the spotlight on him. Were something to happen again later in the year, people will come up and people will say, 
if he gets two matches again, this is not good enough. Now he's, you know, you've been picked to be a leader and to be disciplined, to make good decisions and to, you know, play good footy for us. And now you've, you, you know, making this up, you're on the sideline again. So, so he has that very fine balancing act that because he's a leader now, that spotlight will be on him and people will be looking to see, is there any change in demeanor? How is he going to go moving forward now? Will he be able to adjust his game to make sure that this doesn't happen too regularly? He's a very important player. He is. And once again, leadership is, has many parts. And we made this point the other week and there's all the off-field stuff and the, the demand and, and the care for your teammates, all of that. And I'm sure that's the reason why he's been elevated to that role because he does that really well. But it's also the on-field stuff is really important as well. And you do, as I said, dance a very fine line. And he now has to make sure he just comes back a bit from that line to, so he doesn't sort of transgress again. It's quite funny you're talking leadership. I've just had a look at this quote that um, it's basketball related, but you like this. Leadership doesn't disappear. Leadership is consistent. It shows up when other things disappear. Leadership provides accountability, but it doesn't let you off the hook to be this team one night, this player one night, and another team or player the next night. Mm. And I think I've, I've used this example a little bit. Um, I reckon it was a, Really interesting case study for Port Adelaide people last year, or particularly players and and the Port Adelaide leaders, to watch how Tom Jonas went about it. Because just because he wasn't playing in the first side, what did his leadership look like at training around the club with the other players? Now, if read that again, consistency is a couple of words in there. What was it? Uh, it is leadership doesn't disappear. It's consistent. It shows up when other things disappear. Leadership provides accountability, but it doesn't let you off the hook to be this team or player one night and another team or player the next so night. So accountability, consistency, it doesn't disappear when you're not playing. You still have mm. to be there. So I, I think that would have been an interesting case study and, and how people observed how Tom went about it. Good timing. Um, okay, so the first domino fell yesterday at the South Australia Cricket Association with Tim Nielsen um, mutually agreeing to part ways with the sacker. This is what Will Rayner and Tim Nielsen had to say yesterday. But clearly we haven't had all the on-field success that we would have liked and that's what we've got to this announcement here today. They've got to get out there and play well. They've got to play better and that's what we're asking of them and... and Maybe, maybe um, that someone different in this chair will have the spark that maybe creates that. Uh, so the elephant in the room is a question. Yes. Is that it or it's just the first one? Um, I think there might be other changes. I don't know, but it's, it's unlikely. It's just one person that if you're going to say we need to change stuff. And, and I think you'd be foolhardy to suggest that after the, if you looked at the Redbacks record, that, that change isn't needed. You'd have to, you'd have to, I don't know, have some special glasses on to think that. So I think most people agree that there's change. This uh, is a pivotal role. So it's the, I think he's head of high performance or general manager of cricket. So this is a person who has a big role, but I think there was, if you're going to change that and there's a bit, this sort of, willingness to change. I think there'll be some other changes. I'm not sure whether it's um, 
personnel, whether it's coaches, whether it's support staff, I'm not sure, but I know this. Well, I don't know, but I don't think this will be the last. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. We had an anonymous text saying all crow supporters should be kept at the zoo, preferably in with the lions. I mean, that's um, quite pointed. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite direct on a. A Tuesday morning, um, Daniel says, elephant in the room, Lockie Murphy elevated to the leadership group. Ned McHenry played extremely well against Port and probably in front of him for the last spot in the forward 50. What about this one? One trial game in and sick of Bix's dribble already. Why bother asking him a Port question? Well, there you go. Oh! Bit of feedback. Unbelievable! Thanks for that. Uh, didn't have a name on it. I'm not having a crack for not putting your name on. I was going to address you by your name, but it wasn't there. That's all. Oh. Hmm. I don't think that's very fair. What? So what, when there's a port issue, do you just want silence? No, 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 no. I was going to say. No, I'm not having a crack at you. Oh, I'm okay. saying you're here. Mm. I mean, your name's in the show and you're giving an opinion <laughs> as the sporting expert. No one wants to hear my opinion. I'm just a fanboy. I'm a sycophant. I got called that last year, remember? <laughs> I just agree with everything you say. Is it strange that sycophant um, it sounds very much similar to sicko fan? Just yeah. Sicko fan. But I tell you what, sometimes in life you are given gifts. Mm. Christmas, birthdays apart from mine because you haven't given me a gift yet. <laughs> Whenever we get abusive text messages that really have no name or substance to them, the best gift we received was from Malcolm Blight. Suki suki la la. <laughs> it's 11 minutes past seven. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 16 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, in a moment, we are going to celebrate our move of the week, and it's tennis-related. Chris, you'll be very happy with that. Uh, go box. SA, the easy way to move and store. Uh, just for a bit of clarity as well, with Elephant in the Room, Mark Bickley, we had a bit of feedback that Port Adelaide don't have any games at night at Alberton because of the precinct and everything yeah. looking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, there are at least two Sandful night games this season at Alberton and potentially more because the fixture's only done until round 13. Mm. Also, um, there may be some AFLW night games, and last season there was one Sandful and two AFLW games under lights I last think season. that's almost a certainty, yep. more AFLW games under lights at Alberton, I think. We also had a text from Rocco. Did you want to read that out? Bix, this radio show is very similar to your last. Bix, the cool, calm and collected presenter, the person on the other side of the desk, very emotional and gets the better of him sometimes, but we love that. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Rocco. Um, but see... Two people hear the same conversation but come up with different opinions. That's what makes the world go round. And let's be honest, I don't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and bix you 5.30 in the morning to <laughs> come in here and be extremely serious every day. No, exactly. Like, life is short. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun. Really emotional. Like our next guest. Ange actually followed us from the other mob as well. So, Ange, thanks for calling, mate, on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. How are you? Good, fellas. Yeah, I went from the dark side to the bright side. Eh? Yeah, it was really good. Great change, I'll tell you. What, what, um, what did you think boys, of the um, Sam Powell Pepper incident? Yeah, look, I, I sort of listened to your comments there, Bix, and um, 
you know, I think I hope he doesn't change the way he plays because that's the, that's what got him into the leadership group. I reckon that respect of the way he plays at the body and the ball, mm. you know. So I hope he doesn't change, and I don't think he will. I'd say Ken would say, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, mate. And in terms of uh, the, you know, the the tackle going in for the tackle, so but what you're saying is is the is the gang tackle now gone? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be stopping to. To hey, hang on a sec, boys. I'm just getting a coffee. Yeah, sure. Is this legit? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, sorry, boys. I was just <laughs> getting a coffee. Yeah, go on. <laughs> You're saying the gang tackle? You you still think that's a thing? Well, why not? I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to stand there and watch it. What about tackles slip all the time, right? Mm. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you actually just? Um, thanks, mate. Why wouldn't you actually? Um, you can't stop at a tackle. You got to go out the contest, right? So tackle slips. And a player's just watching in case, you know, one of the other players spins him around. I mean, you've got to go and but, but, you can't change the way you play. That's yeah, all know, yeah, but I'm just saying, Ange, if, if he's ready there to tackle Mark Keane, if he does slip out of the Willy Rioli tackle, that's very different to the action he came in. He just came in sprinting in. He was really going to make contact, wasn't he? He's going to bump. He's every chance of bumping Willie Rioli as much as he was getting a chance of bumping Mark Keane. Anyway. Ange, thank you for your call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What we appreciate is that it's it's split-second decisions, aren't there? There's probably no right or wrong, but this one, it's come off the wrong side and there's consequences. Enjoy the coffee, mate. Thank you for calling. Our move of the week alongside GoBox SA. Take the stress out of moving. Use GoBox for the easy way to move and store. We had a text about this Chris in Wool Bay um, who was suggesting that his move of the week, and thankfully it is aligned with ours, is Jordan Thompson. Match against Mickelson. It is joy for Jordan Thompson in Los Cabos. The miraculous marathon week ends with him as an ATP singles champion for the first time in his career. Yes, Bix, his very first ATP to a title, meaning he's now going to jump to a career-high ranking of world number 32. Mm. Um, and it was a, a lot of people saying a shock straight sets victory over Kaspar Rud. Is number 12. So, well done, Jordan Thompson. Well, and he beat, uh, I think it was Medvedev, or Zverev, sorry, Zverev in the semifinal. Zverev. Yeah, so he's uh, he's done really well. 32 in the world, that's phenomenal. I wouldn't have thought he was going to get there. We've got Alex Dimonor at number nine in yep. the world. And he took home $1.2 million. Now, to think he has been slaving away, battling, 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 to continually sort of stay on the world tour and improve his ranking. And, and um, you know, it is a, it's a grind. He must have enormous resilience. He did some commentary in the Australian Open as well, or was that uh, John Millman? I think it was John Millman. Yeah, Yeah. just on that, I really enjoyed his insights that he had. But Jordan Thompson just killing it, so well done. Twenty-one minutes past seven on SCNSA Breakfast. Good morning. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 26 minutes past seven. Good morning to you. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Bix, you'd be very interested in the live Premier League match, which is happening at the moment. Yeah, my West Ham. West Ham taking on Brentford at half time. West Ham leading 2 1. Jared Bowen scored in the fifth. 
Excellent. In seventh, so two back-to-back goals and then uh, a goal from Brentford in the 13th. So there were three goals scored mm. before the 14-minute mark. Wow. Um, 2-1 heading into halftime. Our text line is 0427-154-166. Got a lot to get through. Yes. Uh, this one's from Daniel. It says, Bix, Robbo's top 50 has come out. I know it's hard, but he mustn't watch Crows games. How can Laird not be in the top 50 in the game? Uh, yeah. Rory Laird, a bit stiff with that. There's, I reckon there's even a couple more anomalies in there. Uh, Stephen May's not in there. I think he's a superstar defender. John Newcomb's at 28. Now, John Newcomb had a great year. He came runner-up in the Hawks' best and fairest. He also um, made the All-Australian squad. But Josh Dacos, so, so this is John Newcomb, 28. Josh Dacos made the All-Australian side on the wing. He won the best and fairest in a premiership year, and he's at 47. 20 spots sort of almost behind uh, John Newcomb. And there's some other anomalies in there. I think Sam Walsh is a bit high. Um, anyway, it is what it is. And, that, and this is like everything. It's opinion. Uh, we'll be doing our top 10 players in the AFL. Everyone across SEN is doing it. So uh, we'll be lodging. We'll that. do that before the end of the week. Yeah, definitely. Alan from Alberton. Um, morning, guys. I actually don't know how people can say that Sam Pepper went in purely for the bump. His first point of contact is with his left hand before hitting him with his right shoulder a split second later. I think he was going in to be the second tackler. Hmm. Sometimes when you tackle someone, though, you tend to prop before so so that um, you can go either way. If you just charge in at someone, they only have to change direction and you'll just breeze straight by him. It didn't look like he was propping and getting ready to tackle. Alex from Glam, still waiting for you to go in and visit because I think we'll see more of these incidents as Rioli couldn't take the play down, couldn't sling. I think trying not to hurt a player in a tackle and staying on your feet because of all this played a part, yeah or nah. To me, it was an, an accident, but Sam Pepper will be made an example of, unfortunately. It's a very, very good text, Alex, and I'll Thank see you, you soon. Uh, of course, see you in a couple of years, Alex. Um, we've got plenty more texts to get through, and uh, in a few moments, we are going to find out what's happening over the other side of the border. Sam Edmund, our chief footy reporter, will join us. Plenty more to get to on the mark at 8 o'clock this morning and more of your calls and texts. Thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. It's 7.30. Tirepower.com.au. 27 minutes today, going for 36 degrees today. We're in Studio Lumo Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA Bix. Uh, before we get to Sam Edmund, 0427-154-166. Renee says, just a question why the AFL still only release half the fixture. It makes it very difficult for people to plan trips to watch their team. I can give you the reason, Renee. It's all to do with the television rights, and they want to make sure that come uh, the back half of the year that Friday Night Footy is not taken up with a team that's on top and a team that's on bottom. They want to have the blockbuster game in the blockbuster time slot. This is a very good text coming through this morning from Grant saying in regards to the Redbacks, not sure any changes to the hierarchy will make much difference. The talent just isn't there. Need to stop recruiting players from interstate who can't get a game in their own state and reduce the number of district teams here. Um, thanks for getting involved in the show, Grant. You go in the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. Let's cross over to our chief footy reporter, Sam Edmund, who is all across Captain's Day yesterday. And Sam, we're also waking up to the news that the family of late Geelong President Frank Costa has pledged $10 million to the indoor training facility, which is absolutely massive. And you've written a brilliant article about this saying it could be the biggest donation in the history of the sport. 
Walshy, Bix, good morning to you. Well, yeah, and then some people might argue that, but uh, it is an eye-watering sum of money for a single donation uh, from the Costa family, the wider Costa family. Of course, Frank passing away a few years ago now, but it was his widow, Shirley, who uh, stunned guests at an intimate uh, cats function last week with the extraordinary financial commitment. And this is to build, well, uh, something that Geelong have been planning for a long, long time. It's a, an indoor training facility in the precinct at uh, Cadinia Park there, we know most clubs now have uh, an indoor field of, of sorts, and Geelong want to open this up uh, to the community as well, given uh, Cadinia Park plays host to all manner of local sports, senior citizens groups and, and the like. Um, but it is a massive contribution. It got me thinking, actually, about uh, over in your part of the world, Adelaide's Theberton project. And uh, given the costas are doing what they're doing over here, I only assumed that Dubix would be putting his hand in his pocket to, to fund... Uh, the Crow's new facility of a similar volume of money. It's a great well, call. It is a great call. I know that they have a um, a pledge committee where they're, uh, I think they're trying to secure $20 million themselves from um, from benefactors uh, because there's a shortfall between what it costs and what the government are putting in and how much they can borrow. They're trying to um, do something similar, which is, would be very generous of people like myself if I could just, I don't know, how much do you reckon, Jared? Well, I'm pretty sure, Sam, and I don't want to break too much confidence out of Studio Lumo here. I overheard Bix on the phone say to someone, why should I contribute to the facility when they're going to name it after me? <laughs> I'm going to buy the naming rights. <laughs> I like it. I think 15 million now and maybe five upon completion. Okay, that sounds about right. All right, I'll have to yeah, rob a bank or something. <laughs> Yeah, and look, all clubs do this and all clubs need this. Now, that $20 million figure is exactly what Geelong are targeting. Clearly, they've made a good head start with that. And then there's government contributions and government funding and all the rest of it, and there's community elements too. But uh, I reckon more clubs than, uh, than than not have that indoor field facility now, which is uh, which is uh, the arms race that is the off-field training facilities continue, I suppose. Well, if ever a club needed an indoor facility, Geelong is the one. <laughs> uh, they, they train in beanies and scarves and tights, and it's freezing down there. Hey, um, Sam, this text from Lindsay, which says, boys... Sam Powell Pepper is almost certain to pay the Maynard tax for this hit, or well, hit's not a good word, for his bump on, on Mark Keane. Do you think that's likely? Oh, yeah, I think there's def- this is the climate now where, you know, there's never a good time to, to obviously execute and act like Sam Powell Pepper did uh, last week. But now more than ever, it's such a heightened, um, I guess, awareness of concussion at the moment when you think that it's in the courts with a 100-player class action. We've lost Angus Brayshaw to the game at... 28 years of age. We've got the Victorian coroner, John Kane, recommending to the league um, a series of recommendations, all about limiting contact at training and the like. And then you factor in the rule changes regarding uh, Braden Maynard, like just referenced off your text machine there. Not a great time to be sent straight to the tribunal. And maybe that's why he was sent straight there. So the question was always going to be impact because it was always going to be severe and high contact. In the end, Michael Christian went with severe instead of high. So as we know, that's the trigger for a tribunal hearing and a minimum three-plus match ban. So we'll await to hear what the AFL will push for in the tribunal as well. Will they be satisfied with three? Will they go further? Will they want four? Will they want five? I mean, who knows where this is going to go other than to say that Sam Powell Pepper is unfortunately going to miss a fair chunk of football to start Port Adelaide season. Big day yesterday, AFL Captain's Day. What was the the overall theme? And we're assuming that Max Gorn was probably the most interviewed captain there. Yeah, he was. But also, I think, before we get to Max and the issues at, uh, at Melbourne, I think probably the biggest overlay was the concussion story. I mean, the AFL is yet to formalise 
its concussion protocols, guys. And we're nine days out from the start of the home and away season. Now, I've spoken to people at AFLS. It is coming. But at the heart of it is this 12-day return to play threshold. Now, sources I've spoken to on this side is currently being debated down there. It is certainly no guarantee to remain at 12. And we have seen the AIS and Sports Medicine Australia recently release the concussion guidelines for community sport guys mm. that recommend actually a 21-day rest period before returning to competition. Now, I'm not saying the AFL are going to follow that, but certainly no one confirming at the moment that it's going to stay at the 12 days. Now, it might well do. It certainly hasn't been uh, confirmed. And I, and when you say 21-day rest period, it's 21 days after symptoms cease. So if you're crooked for a week or so, and, and um, we heard that Mark Keem wasn't very well for a couple of days afterwards, you, you don't actually start that rest period until after you've gotten rid of all your symptoms. So that 21-day yeah. rest period could turn into four, four weeks almost uh, for a lot of the cases. Yeah, no, the concussion symptoms have to subside, as you're saying. We see that a bit in the AFL at the moment, don't we, where there's trigger points along the way. It's not just when symptoms subside, you can run out and play. You have to return to training and complete some mandated sessions. So this is certainly up for debate at the moment. In fact, it is being debated as we speak. And the AFL have until the end of, or about mid-March, I think it is, to formally respond to the, the coroner's recommendations as part of proper practice over here. And as I say, a big part of that was something uh, that was front of mind for a lot of captains yesterday, Walsh, in terms of, contact at training. Now, Patrick Dangerfield said Geelong have already reduced the amount of contact training they do, uh, maybe because Vic suggested it's just too cold down there. But also, <laughs> Darcy Moore at Collingwood as well said the officials down at the Pies is perhaps extra vigilant now about when and how they implement their contact, contact sessions. Before we let you go, Sammy, what sort of crowd are you expecting at Icon Park for the very first charity shield? So this is between Collingwood and Richmond. They want to do it as an, an, an annual thing, Premier League style. So uh, what are you expecting? I wouldn't be driving the car for a start. So if you're thinking about driving, don't do that. Car parking are notoriously difficult in that part of Melbourne, let alone when a game like this is on. Oh, look, I'd hope for uh, 10, 15,000. It might well be more, but a school mm. night, of course. Uh, and a working night. The squads are out, by the way. Turby Nankervis uh, battling a foot injury. We know he's revealed that yesterday on Captain's Day to be Planet Bassia. So that's a concern for him. He said it's been getting better every session. He still reckons he can uh, make a run to play the Suns on March the 9th. Uh, but that's one to watch. Elsewhere, uh, the squads are pretty strong. Preston, Sarando, Martin back for the Tigers and sidebottom Crispin. Maynard and Darcy Moore and Brodie Mychek all back uh, among the inclusions for the Pies. Now, Sam, when you said... You weren't taking the car. I thought you were on the Terps. It wasn't to do with the parking. <laughs> You're right. It's a school night for you. School night. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm not one for the midweek frothy and workout combination. It doesn't generally go hand in glove with me. But, hey, horses for courses, Dixon. If you are naming that centre after you, I suppose you are free to do whatever you like. Well, we did have a text coming through, 0427-154-166. Uh, there was a suggestion from Costa that the sum of money the Costa family have donated is not dissimilar to the money donated to the Patrick Dangerfield charity to bring him home. <laughs> Yes, that's right. All part of the Tottenham uh, connection down there at Geelong, I think you'll find. That's exactly right. Um, Thank you so much for your time and great work as always, Sam. Thanks, guys. Sam Edmund joining us there on SENSA Breakfast. Do you know what I took out of that? When Sam said the AFL haven't finalised the protocols yet, and right now it's 14 days after symptoms, so uh, someone like Mark Keane would be, if his symptoms clear up, available for round one. If that were to change to 21 days post-symptoms, he may not be available for round one. Mm. So so his uh, sort of 
absence from the game is sort of still up in the air and we're nine days away from the start of the season. Luciano says, hey, Bix, how do you view a person's actions of breaking a person's jaw, causing him to miss finals and rattling his brain compared to Pal Pepper? Oh, well, I think I know where Luciano's going there and I don't shy away from that. It was a disastrous act for everyone involved. Like, so it, my intent wasn't to to do that. I know it looks the opposite of that, but it wasn't. I, I can say that I didn't intend to for the, that outcome to happen. And that's why you always have uh, empathy with, with people who get things wrong. And so if you had have heard earlier on, I wasn't saying I was having a go at Sam Palpepper. I said he lives on the edge, he plays on the mm. edge, and sometimes it steps over. Um, I'm not comparing myself to Sam, but in terms of aggression and getting after the opposition, there are some similarities in how we played. He's probably a better player than what I was. But that that that's what you bring as a competitor because, for me, I had deficiencies in other parts of my game, so that's the area that I tried to excel at. And Sam is no different. The energy the ability to get after the opposition, the aggression he plays with is a key factor in what makes him such a, a great player. Yeah, we'll probably also reach the point where we can move on from something that happened in a showdown 20 years ago. Um, this is from Ricky. Concussion was heightened last year. Maynard got zero weeks running a straight line and feed off the ground. VFL tax from 130 game from MRO Collingwood offside. <laughs> um, well, once again, I, I thought Maynard should have been suspended last year. And I, and I thought as a player, you have a, an idea that when you run at another one and jump in the air that you are going to make contact. So I think that's why. The AFL must have felt a bit hamstrung. The rules didn't quite cater for it. And so that's why they've changed the rule. They got the, you know, the so-called Maynard rule this year. So they've squashed that loophole, haven't they? We have plenty of text messages and we love them because you all go in the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Our number is 0427-154-166. But we also would love to get your voices onto the air. If you missed it earlier, we spoke to Ange who was halfway through ordering a drive through coffee. He put us on hold to get his latte. Then he came back. Um, our number, one 736 736 Give us a buzz. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 10 minutes to 8. Good morning. 36 degrees today. My goodness, it's going to be a warm couple of days before it cools down once again. Um, our text line 0427 154 166. Plenty of text in relation to concussion. We'll get to that in a moment. But we said, call us. We want to hear your voices. one 736 We have Steve from Lilydale on the line. Good morning to you, Steve. Thanks for calling. Uh, yes, uh, good morning, Jared. Uh, good morning, Super Skipper Mark Bickley. Uh, it's going to be hotter, hotter over here in Melbourne, I tell you, uh, today as well. So we're, we're warming up. But I just, um, I just wanted to talk about, it, it seems as though, and I'm not having a go at four power supporters, because I'm sure Adelaide supporters do it the same, but... It almost seems as though whenever someone has a, a speaks about um, someone from the other side, then we have to get personal. And I just think it's 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 going way too far to, to um, just because Mark had a, a, a you know had the audacity to mention Seth Pepper that all of a sudden we're going back on an incident that happened twenty something years ago. Because um, Mark, I, I've got you're, you're one of the fairest players that I've ever seen. I was watching the '98 Grand Final a, a little while ago, and to see you throwing your, your body around into contests and on the ball. 
Um, it, was, it was something that, that was timeless. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm very grateful for all that you did. And I'm looking forward to Sandy when we can get the statue put up, the Mark Bickley statue. Hopefully it's the one with the, where Malcolm Blight doesn't have his arm across his face when they're holding up the cup. But I'm just looking forward to the statue being done. Steve, too kind, mate. Appreciate the call. That is a great call, Steve. And uh, I concur. I, don't, I mean, I'm a sycophant, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Just say how much I love you. But um, also, if you go to Port Piri, there's a statue of you throwing your sword around the main street, isn't there? Is that what you did? No, no. For those who haven't heard this, and there wouldn't be many left in the state that haven't, I was awarded the freedom of the city. Uh, this was in 98. Um, and the freedom of the city means you can um, lead a band down the main street, banging a drum, and you can draw your sword in anger. Mm. That was an ancient thing used to be. So when you led a band, you used to that was often a signal that you were leading the troops into battle. Mm. So anyway, there you go. So just don't draw your sword in here in Studio Luma. That's a great call, <laughs> Steve. Thank you very much for that. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Let's get into these two text messages because we have on the mark very soon, Vix. There's a really good one here from Costa. It says, gents, if the AFL wants to include a 21-day period prior to players returning after concussion, they also need to remove club doctors from making the assessment and put a level of independence into that role. I know uh, that we can trust club doctors, but at the end of the day, they've been embedded into the clubs for a long time and they get a lot of pressure. Uh, And he goes on to talk about a lot of things there. Um, it is tough for club doctors. There are competing forces and there's also players that say, I feel fine. You know, you know me, I wouldn't lie to you, all, all that sort of stuff. So I was just looking at the AFL, uh, sorry, the NRL, and this is also on game day. The NRL has broken new ground, will place independent medical doctors in a central video room to rule concussed players out of matches. The most significant change to its head injury policy in years. So they've got someone in the bunker and it goes on to say... <clears throat> Under the new guidelines, an independent doctor will staff the NRL's video review bunker and can immediately rule a player out of a match if they display Category 1 symptoms, which is a loss of consciousness, failing to protect oneself when falling, and unsteadiness on feet. So if a player gets up and he's a bit wobbly and he sort of and goes to take a step and almost sort of loses his balance and falls over, that is it, out of the game. And the obvious one is... You know, the Aaliyah one last year, when he was hit, he was falling to the ground. He didn't put his hands out. He didn't try and protect his fall. That sort of fits in under that, Mm. um, you know, that uh, display of Category 1, failing to protect oneself when falling. So it's an independent doctor. It's, It's in the bunker. They can review incidents that are happening all over the ground. And they have the final say. I think that just is, it's almost got to be, um, that's only a matter of time before that comes in the AFL, I would think. Vix, I've got breaking news for you. Um, West Ham have scored again. Oh, unbelievable. So they scored the first at the fifth minute, mm-hmm. Jared Bowen. They scored the second at the seventh minute, Jared Bowen. Brentford scored at the 13th, doesn't matter. At the 63rd minute, West Ham have scored their third goal. They lead 3-1. Who scored? Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen. Oh, oh. He's got a hat here before 66. Can I just have a shout out to a friend of mine, Mark Butler, who is the most rabid, uh, along with Michelangelo Rucci, West Ham fan. He's up no matter when they play. If it's one o'clock in the morning, he's up watching. If it's five o'clock in the morning, he's up watching. So he'll be having a kitten today. That's uh, great news. Is that the member of parliament in the Port Adelaide area? (laughs) Different Mark Butler. He's a school dad.
he's also got an occupation as a surname. <laughs> Lots of them. I'm going to keep it football related here with the good stuff. Get to the good stuff. 13-27-27. The World Game. Um, the Matildas have another one of their Olympic qualifiers this week at Marvel Stadium. This this game sold out last year. So there'll be 50,000 at Marvel Stadium this week, which is absolutely amazing. Over the weekend, wanted to celebrate a former Adelaide United player who last represented her country. So we're, we're talking last represented mm. the Matildas 1,912 days ago. This is Michelle Heyman who scored the first goal for the Tillies on the weekend. Heyman near post. Hunt as well. Ford comes short. It's towards Hunt and Heyman. Heyman, it's in! Michelle Heyman's done it! We've got to say, like, this is a perfect example of you keep on plying your trade and you never know when you're going to get recalled into the national team. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's playing here in the A-League women competition. She plays for Canberra. And every time she plays against Adelaide, she scores. But that's awesome. And mm. in the absence of Sam Kerr, um, the Matildas are doing what they need to do to get through to qualifications for the Olympics. But I love stories like that. You mm. see players that have... I mean, the door's never closed on their national representation um, if they keep doing what they're there to do. And the other thing I love about it is a lot of, sometimes you see the trailblazers not quite hang around long enough yeah. to enjoy the spoils. Well, the Matilda's never been bigger. And um, to play in front of 50,000 at Marvel Stadium, that's going to be, you know, hugely supported. She'll be playing in that. So she gets an opportunity to to actually live that experience that maybe she didn't think she was going to. If you're moving house, use a team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 13 27, 27. I think we should give another nomination for the good stuff. And we're just, just going to say South Australia's very own, even though he's not. South Australia's very own, Matt Short. The uh, bowls short, pulled uppishly over midwick at Kadeep Square League, get around at Clarkson. No, he cannot because it's cleared the road, but not by far. <laughs> and Matt Short's already into his work. From over the wicket, Short hits high over long off. That is just glorious. Classical stroke through the line, sailing high into the stand. Slow ball, that's pumped back over his head. Tennis-like. From around what chest height outside of off stump is thrashed it back over the bowler's head on the onside for consecutive sixes. Yes, I know it was a a small deck, but I just wrapped to see uh, Matt Short just finally start to the confidence that he was showed. Was it a ten ten on the weekend? It was a ten ten. Yeah, yeah, it was interrupted three uh, three times with the rain. But he, I think he ended up making 27, took a wicket as well, but he was man of the match. And I just feel like he got a bit of belief out of that. I heard him interviewed after the uh, the game and he said as much. So great for him. I think he can be a, a staple in the Australian T20 World Cup side. Travis Head opening the batting. So you would think that he and Warner would be the opening pair for the World Cup. Matt Short, though, is not only quick at making runs, He's quick at moving on with his personal life too because in the space of about 12 months, mm -hmm. he's living with, engaged to, now expecting a child with Matty Wilson. Mm. So that's good. Excellent news. Tell you what, it's got a fair genetic sort of footprint as well, I would have thought. Well, then, so when they get married, if Matty keeps um, Matt's surname, there'll be both Matty Short. Oh, Matt, Matty Matt, and Matty. Matty and Matty. Mm. There you go. See?
Well, I had a friend. That's why you're the expert and I'm the other guy. <laughs> I had a friend who got engaged on the weekend to, or no, sorry, a couple of weeks back, mm. but to uh, a young lady and her name was me and his name was Ben. And it's like, oh, Ben got engaged to me. Oh, no, 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 not you. He engaged to you. No, no. It was, and it was a very awkward conversation yeah. for people that didn't know that yeah. his girlfriend was name was me. Yeah. Mm. Guess you had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have said that. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Two minutes past eight. It's been a big show. We have had so many texts flying in 0427-154-166. We appreciate it as well. You can tell that footy's nine days away, which is the best. Um, Michael has thrown in this saying, and that's why Bix is the expert. Leave the dad jokes at home. That wasn't a joke. Someone actually got married to someone called me. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. It's all right. Ben. Mm. That's right. We'll leave that. You're good at dad jokes. It's, I've had a bit of practice at it. All right, well, let's do this. Look at the dogs on the mark. Spaghetti-like on the mark. Wobbly man stuff on the mark. Every good side has a good captain. Mark Bickley. All right, Big. So with this on the mark, um, I've given you zero notice. I'm just going to read out some statements. You need to indicate whether they are on the mark or off the mark. That's correct. Let's get into it. Okay. You ready? Yep. Braden Maynard should be booed by Melbourne fans every time he touches the ball in 2024. Off the mark. He he was found that he didn't have a case to answer. So I guess from the uh, judicial system, he's been given the green light to say he played within the rules whilst the rules were set that way. Now, those rules have been changed, but um, I think everyone knows when you go out on the field, Things happen, and Angus Brayshaw's had a long history of concussions, and this one was one of probably five serious ones that he's had. The Chapel Hadley Trophy changes whether it's an ODI or T20 tournament. So with this T20 tournament, they've mm-hmm. gone, oh, you guys can win the Chapel Hadley Trophy. So they've, they've changed it, right? It's like giving the AFL Premiers the AFLX Trophy. Um, they should create a new one for just the T20s, for example, the Guptal Finch Trophy. The Guptal Finch Trophy. They are the two leading run scorers for New Zealand and Australia, respectively, in the T20 format. Both have retired. So I, I'm just asking, this is not on the Jared. This is on the mark. <laughs> but what's the po- – I think it devalues the Chapel Hadley Trophy if you're going to change it depending on the format. I think you're off the mark there. I, I think that what happens is with the way we do tours and there's different tours at different times, sometimes you might go for a long period without there being uh, a test match series. So let's just decide <clears throat> how when we're playing New Zealand this year. Every time we play New Zealand, we're always playing for the, the Chapel Hadley Trophy, I think. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, no matter which format. What, speaking of that, and, and Jace, our producer, sent through a good stat last night. Actually, I need to give him a bit of credit for that. I'm a stat. Um, Robert Crash Craddock mm. suggested New Zealand had just the one win in their last 31 tests against Australia. Now, I didn't fact check. I'm just going with it. But that's big, right? Mm. That's really solid. Good, good stat, Jace. 
I'm the stat man. Okay, let's continue on the mark. Um, it doesn't matter what happens as a business. Adelaide United fans want to see wins, and that is what sport is all about. Uh, if there was a bigger on the mark, I haven't heard it. That that is that sums up every sports fan, um, and it's even reflected in you know the stuff we read about in the papers. There, there can be turmoil going on within your club. You could be almost broke. You can be having a a board getting overthrown. But if your team wins the flag, you don't give a toss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty much um, that was Melbourne a couple of years back when, uh, you know, change in all the stuff that was happening. But when your side's winning, that just takes precedence, and that's what everyone wants. Robbo's top five in his top 50 are from five to one. Hmm. Petrarca, Green, Dacos, Butters, Bont. Is that on or off the mark? Um, uh, look, it's, it's, it's not totally off the mark. I, my top ten is, I reckon... Similar five players, maybe four of those five, but in a different order. So okay. that's that's not out of the realms of, of uh, ridiculousness. Isaac Humphreys not signing yet for the 36ers is a concern. It, I read an article this morning that spoke about him being the number one target of the Kings. So that concerns me. I feel like they have deeper pockets. If there was one concern for the Adelaide Crows in their early season matches, it's their defence due to injury and availability. On the mark. That That is, um, when you think about, I think Jordan Butts is not far away from coming back, but has had a limited preparation through a hamstring injury. Murray's not there. Duda's gone. Um, Mark Keane, there's an element of doubt around him. So it's now, right now, if you you know potentially played a game, it's... Um, uh, Josh Worrell and James Borlase are your centre-half back and your full-back. Western Australia won another Marsh Cup. We really need to start recruiting some more sand gropers to South Australia. <laughs> Haven't we done that? Like, we've recruited lots of interstate players. Like, you can't win. Some people mm. saying, just play the South Australian kids, don't recruit interstate people. And then other people saying, get more WA people in. So, I think that's off the mark. I think... I think it's always a combination and I think South Australia have recruited some good people from interstate and I think um, Nathan Sweeney, Jake Fraser McGurk are two of the most exciting young cricketers in Australia and they're in our state and there's a couple of bowlers in there as well. But you still have to create sort of aspiration and opportunities for young South Australians. Quick fire ones here, please. The Matildas have another sellout game in Melbourne this week. They will be our most popular team heading to Paris. On the mark. Two test series are a waste of time. Play three minimum or none. On the mark. Couldn't agree more. Last one. In the AFL captain survey, Jordan Dawson said Max Michelini was the future captain. And Connor Rosie said Jason Horn Francis was the future captain. Are they on or off the mark? I would defer to them because they live and breathe with those mm-hmm. young men. And I think... Football-wise, there's nothing that would suggest that they're not capable of it. So if they've got all the other things going, yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you listen to those two captains? Good work. I'm glad, Trav, I'm glad you approved. Outstanding. Man. Great work, Bix. That's Trev from the Sacker Cricket Show in here as well, just uh, leading the way. It's nine minutes past eight on SENSA. Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au
14 minutes past eight on SCNSA Breakfast, 36 degrees. We are going for today. We're powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Uh, Mark Bickley, mm-hmm. there's been an update in the Premier League. It's a live match this morning. Yeah. West Ham taking on Brentford. So I took you through. Jared Bowen scores in the fifth. Seventh, yes, sixty-third minute. Currently, West Ham lead four-two. Four-two. Who scored their fourth? Oh, not Bowen. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Emerson Palmieri who scored in the sixty-ninth. But uh, Brentford notched one back, so four-two. Um, having a look at the Premier League table as it stands, the majority of teams have played twenty-six matches. So Liverpool sitting one point clear of Man City, who are sitting one point clear of Arsenal. So it's really tight at the top at the moment, followed by Aston Villa. And Tottenham have stuck around. Before we went on our leave at the end of last year, we thought, oh, Tottenham will will start well and then kind of drop down. But Ange Ball still going pretty good. Uh, At the bottom of the table, Sheffield United, Burnley and Luton Town in the relegation zone. Just in the, uh, the league below the Premier League, is it Leicester and Leeds who are sort of pressing to try and get um, elevated, promoted. Stand by. Yeah, you're just Googling. You want to read out the text messages? I reckon sometimes you think I am Siri. Oh, you're very good. That's why I love you. Um, let's have a listen to this. Wait, so, wait a sec. You said you love me. Oh, there you go. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 You've been angling for that for a long time. Uh this one is a, a, a short one, but a good one. It says uh, Maynard is the OJ Simpson of the <laughs> AFL, Will. Uh, not guilty, but that's what it says. Ricky says Bix, the judicial system run by a 130-game Collingwood player. is referring to Michael Christian, I guess. The That was in regards to um, Braden Maynard, but I think you'll find the match review officer just refers things um, and then the tribunal decide what the – suspension is or if it is a suspension or not and in this case they said not so it's not Michael Christian's fault and the AFL also I'm pretty sure got involved in that one uh, and this one here talks about uh, morning goals just dialed in for my morning commute I know the spotlight is on Sam Powell Pepper but if he didn't elect to bump and make any contact Rioli was in the middle of a sling tackle has that been brought up no it hasn't um, but yeah. Look, I guess it's uh, it's either Rioli missing or Sam Powell Pepper missing if you're saying that he was going to sling him into the turf. But we don't know what would have happened. Would he have hit his head or would he have landed on his shoulder? Who would know? In the championship, Leicester are sitting top of the table on 78 points. Leeds on 72, equal with Ipswich Town on 72. Mm. So it looks like Leicester might be being promoted. At this stage, yeah, there's still a lot of football to be played, though. The seasons go for a very, very long time. Um, We also had a text about Isaac Rankin in the midfield for the Adelaide Football Club. We'll get your take in a moment, Bix. This is Jordan Dawson. He's one that's going to come in and really try and energise the group. and He's um, he's been working on his big craft for a lot of the pre-season. Isaac did the other night. I was really, really pleased with him. I'm excited to have him in there as a bit extra leg speed and, and really create with the ball. There's Jordan Dawson in a mm. shed full of people. Yeah, it said, uh, Bix, what do you think about the Rankin, uh, Rankin attending centre bounces experiment? Third period, he attended five for three clearances resulting in two goals. I don't think I want him playing as a midfielder, but I love him at the centre bounces. I think you've summed it up pretty well there, Costa. He will go to the centre bounce and then drift forward, a bit similar to uh, the old Dustin Martin trick of Damien Hardwick. Uh, <clears throat> 
Shea Bolton does a bit the same and lots of players that do it. I don't think you want to see him in the midfield for extended periods because he's too dangerous in the front half of the ground. And we're still yet to see um, midfield is taxing and there's, you know, if you're losing centre bounce, you've got a, your defensive effort is important, how quickly you can get back into defence. So <clears throat> work in progress, but signs are good. So what happens this week is this, this is the, the final kind of hit out for both teams. They'll play their best 22. You would think so. There, there may be, they might play 26. Some Like Taylor Walker, for example, he might play a half this week. Like you might want to have a look at someone like a Lockie Gallant or someone. You know Walker can play. He's in good shape. Play him for a half. And if he goes all right, you say, look, put you on ice and you're ready to go round one. Let's have a look at some of these other younger players. And um, yeah, that's probably what they're trying to do. Maybe trying to get their, some of their rotations about right. That's the thing around Rankin, Rochelle, Pedler. Rankin, Rochelle, Pedler, then you've got Dawson, Laird, Crouch. How do we, how do you, how do the Adelaide Football Club get that rotation right where you want to give all those young guys midfield time, but you still, most people think that Crouch and Laird are going to be around the footy and Dawson a fair bit as well. So maybe trying to get that balance right is some other things they'll try. Um, question without notice for you. It was this time last year, the big question mark over Adelaide was who's going to play round one, Himmelberg or Philthorpe. It was basically one or the other. But the discussion around Riley Philthorpe and his progression, even though the Crow supporters have only seen two games, mm. um, the hype seems to be pretty genuine now. And he's he seems like he's ready to have a massive year. Now, What we, we can't predict the future, mm. but from your expert opinion, he how's he looking? Very good. Like the contestant marking is the thing we've seen consistently over the two games. I reckon he took four or five in the Port Lincoln internal trial and he was probably, you know, around four again that I can remember from the, the match at Alberton. Um, kicked a couple of goals in each. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, ruck, he's looking more comfortable in the ruck. So I think that's just a big plus for Adelaide. Um, he's, he's, looks like he's just looks more confident. So, and you'd expect that. He is right at the pointy end of the draft. He's the second pick in the draft. Jamari Hagen's the first, and he looks like he's starting to come to grips with what looks like at the level. So you'd expect that, um, that Riley Thilthorpe would do the same. Uh, your mate, Victor Wembenyama, got another stat for you. I don't need to play the stat man thing. I, I know I shouldn't play it. No, I should. I'm a stat man. Um, Victor Wembenyama is mm. on the verge of a five by five stat line as a rookie. So that means averaging at least five of every stat. So currently he's averaging 24.2 points per game, 11.2 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 5.6 blocks and 2.8 steals. Not bad. Like oh, I love basketball, but are we sort of getting into the, absurdity now of like the five we're going for the five stat line like. all right i'll take back everything i said no, it's no, no, horrible no, no, you no. shouldn't be happy I'm about it i'm not going having a go at you sorry I'm victor i'm having a go at how sorry basketball inane some stats are and basketball i reckon is and baseball near the top of the list all right jeepers uh back after this Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. 26 minutes past eight. Because it's been such a big show, and considering football's nine days away, the calls and the texts we've received, thank you, everybody. Your contribution. Like, we, we love the fact that you engage with us because we want to read out every text. You drive the agenda, and we're grateful that you're listening. Mm. 
I'm grateful that Josh from Aldinga Beach is listening. Did you want to read out his text message? He said, Bix, only 15 players in NBA history have logged a five-by-five game. There you go. Uh, Wemby was one of them over the weekend. Well, look, but stats you can make and say whatever you want. What about how many players have had a five-by-five game, you know, whose last name starts with W and ends in A and has Mm. 10 letters in it? Like, I'll tell you what, we're getting quite specific, aren't we? Oh. Bit of feedback coming through from my daughter. Mark, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five by five. That's a that's an amazing game. Five by five. Wemby, well done, mate. Like amazing. So can I tell you so something? Rapid. All right. So what we will do clearly, over the next few my weeks? NBA stuff is a bit. You know, I'm a bit backward step on that. We're going to go to the MG High Performance Center at Alberton. If mm. you're allowed in, you got to get a clearance, and then we will play one on one, you and me. And first one to get a five v five. Do you, do you accept that challenge? Well, it's sort of your game, though, isn't it? I'm not much for basketball. I'll, I'll have a crack at it. Oh, sorry, mate. Well, we'll do your game and we'll play Monopoly or something, all right? <laughs> or just maybe we could sit together and do a jigsaw puzzle. Is that your kind of... Red Rover all over. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you try and get past me and I get a chance to tackle you and... Lindsay says, uh, one of the reasons I've taken a step back from following football is the lack of understanding of the football accident. Uh, It's a game where players sadly get sanctioned for incidents of split-second clumsiness and purely being in the wrong space at the wrong time. I'm over the positive discrimination. I'm not going to the football anymore. That's from Lindsay. Lindsay, come back to the footy, mate. All sports have recriminations for accidents. When a tennis player is frustrated and he whacks the ball and it hits a ball kid... He doesn't mean to do that, but the game gets pretty much defaulted because mm. of it. Like, that's the, that's the law of the land. Like, nobody likes it, but accidents happen, and you have to put some type of uh, penalty in place. If you missed any of the show today, we'll be on the podcast. We'll catch up with both clubs tomorrow and uh, aim to do that before the end of the week. And there's, there's still plenty more to talk about. NBA playoff and slash play-in starts tomorrow as well, Bix. And there's footy on tonight. So please, again, if you are heading to the Pink concert, 36 degrees, stay hydrated. And we are back tomorrow from 6. See you, Mark. See you later, Jared.